what is science? People talk glibly about science. What is science? People coming out of a university with a master's degree or a PhD, you take them into the field and they, they literally don't believe anything unless there's a peer-reviewed paper. It's the only thing they accept. And you say to them, but let's observe, let's think, let's discuss. They don't do it. It's just, is it in a peer-reviewed paper or not? <laughs> That's their view of science. I think it's pathetic. Gone into universities as bright young people, they come out of them brain dead, not even knowing what science means. They think it means peer-reviewed papers, etc. No, that's academia. And if a paper is peer-reviewed, it means everybody thought the same, therefore they approved it. An unintended consequence is that when new knowledge emerges, new scientific insights, they can never, ever be peer-reviewed. So we're blocking all new advances in science that are big advances. If you look at the breakthroughs in science, almost always they don't come from the center of that profession. They come from the fringe. People see it differently. The finest candle makers in the world couldn't even think of electric lights. They don't come from within. They often come from outside the breaks. We're going to kill ourselves because of stupidity. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you've been enjoying your summer because we damn sure have been enjoying ours. But to keep the algorithms going as they must and to stay on the spectrum of relevancy, once again, we bring you the No Boundaries podcast where it's facts over feelings. Yeah, that is not the intro. I, I completely forgot it. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I you love see it. how I was just stalling through it, like trying to figure it out, see if it came back to me. It's oh, uh, facts or facts or opinions hurt people's feelings. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's kind of like you you step in the gym and that first shot is just a straight air ball. <laughs> Golly. I'll let you go, man. Let me go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I'm not even gonna change that. That's just what it's gonna be. <laughs> yes, but it's gonna be okay. As always, we ask you to subscribe, rate, and review on the Apple Podcast app, on Amazon Music, on SoundCloud, on um, what is it? YouTube Music or YouTube Play, whatever they do, because they don't do Google Music. And of course, whatever it is that you do on Spotify, please go and do that. Man, this has been like what two years since we've had this trio together. Two, uh, two, two years. Basically, Jordan went into retirement, played a little baseball, failed <laughs> miserably, <laughs> came back to the Bulls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. And I can't. What? I, who? Who are you now? Because you're not the same person that left. Who are you now? I don't even know who I am. I ask myself that every <laughs> single day. <laughs> I, I mean, last time existential crisis you were, you were nice every single ass. day. Yeah, no, R.I.P. the nice cast, man. But, hey, it's good to see you, gentlemen, after so long. 
Man, it's been it has been a long time. It has been a long time. Definitely, uh, we made it. We made it through the uh, the pandemic or the pandemic, as well. He would call it. It's what yeah. I like, but it's what I really miss about you guys is I felt like you guys were the only two people I could just really be myself with uh, on the internet uh, without any judgments. Like, I could get as crazy as I wanted to. And, uh, yeah, I missed you guys, man. Hey, we, we are glad that you feel comfortable enough to be an idiot here because... <laughs> 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 no, 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 in all seriousness, though, I think I have, I have realized that with a lot of people on social media, they have to put on that mask and um, everybody's like basically pandering to a to a certain audience now, and it's like, yeah, well, we're, we're, I'm not doing it. I'm just, I just can't. It's not worth it. And that's pretty much the bulk of probably what we'll be talking about today. But um, yeah, man, long time no see, man. What's what's new for you, man? Uh, so much. Been on the filmmaking journey ever since. Uh, over the pandemic been just been teaching myself and, and slowly this is probably the third career pivot no this is the fifth career pivot of my life from med school business school law school podcasting social media stuff to now filmmaking so it's been a uh, quite the arc getting there and uh yeah it, it truly will change your experience with the internet it will change your experience with the way you see the world it will change your experience just with yourself in the in the sense of like i don't look at social media content the same way because now i'm seeing just how difficult it is to just forget making a movie just getting a single shot down and all the variables that go into that from the lighting to the lens to the shutter speeds through the aperture to whatever look you've envisioned in your mind and then obviously there's editing, there's color grading. So it's kind of like when you, you know, undertaken that journey of figuring out how to learn how to do something like that. It's like, all right, well, I feel like we're all wasting our time on social media because we all should kind of just be chasing that artistic thing because it really does. It, it's a life changing experience to, to sum it all up there. Because now you look at any movie and you're like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. I would never want to watch this movie. But you're like, damn, there's probably two, three hundred people that worked on this and dedicated months of their life onto this. So in a weird way, even the worst movie is the greatest movie just for the sheer fact that it actually got made. Like somebody sat there and wrote it over a course of months and then they found a director to to bring that to light. Then they found the right cast and then they had people light the film and then you had people bring food to people on the film set and you had all these people come together in a singular vision to make this happen and then it all it takes is someone just to take to twitter to say that movie was trash don't go watch it and ruin months and months of work so yeah man it's wild it will really like i said it, it'll change a lot of the way you see things and it, it's crazy because like I feel the way that the three of us all watch movies are at very different levels. I feel like yeah. I'm very surface level when I watch the movie, and I feel that you two are, are a lot deeper when y'all watch the movie. And like you say, you take the Twitter, and then like I did not like the last Spider-Man movie. I go to Twitter, mm. and it's like, oh, this is like the number number one if or number two Marvel movie, and I was like, but there's this gaping plot hole that I just couldn't get over. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then I watched the Doctor Strange movie and I was like, okay, this is now see this I can see, you know, top four. And people's like, no, this is just mm. trash. And I'm like, oh fuck me then. <laughs> oh man. Hey man. Yeah, man. I think Welly's more of a traditional movie critic. I, the way the Welly kind of breaks down films, I feel like he definitely has that Roger Ebert vibe about him. <laughs> he definitely and, and will it, get more philosophical with it. And it's to the point where I'm just I've lost all interest, man. Like I, I, I like I told y'all before, I think I think Washington DC is too much of a machine behind these movies today that it's just I've lost interest in movies and TV shows. And I have people all the time telling me, you know, what you suggest, man, what are you watching now? And I'll be looking at them like, bro, I ain't watching nothing. Like I ain't mm. watching nothing. Like, you know, I've, I've of course people ask me about Spider Man, Batman. I was like, I ain't watching none of that. Like I I you haven't seen watched- Batman yet? Nah, man, I ain't shit. I ain't watching none of that. It's straight up on HBO Max. You could. I ain't ain't watching none of it, man. It's just I've lost. I hate to be that guy, and I'm. And I told Mm. myself I wasn't gonna be that guy. It's just I just I'm just I've outgrown it, man. I think I'm just too old for that shit now. And it's not too old in the sense of I'm looking at people that watch that shit as a child. It's just just that I just think I just got burnt out on it. And then like I said, with all the political shit, it just bores me, dog. It's like. It got to the point where a lot of these movies just got so predictable, and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, like my son went to go watch uh, Thor, you know, whatever that shit was called, Love and I, I, I think, you know, Takiki Wakiti, whatever his name is, I think he's a horrible director. <laughs> I've never, I've never watched anything of his and liked it. So, you know, yeah. the minute he, you know, the minute names, the, the minute it started getting to the point where these films were getting a hype beast, but more because of the names that were attached to him, really where I start kind of like, eh. Because a lot of people fail to realize, man, a lot of those people that were like in the first Avengers movie or like even RDJ, man, a lot of those people were back on, on the come up. You know, like they they were at a point in their career where it was like doing a comic book movie was a bit of a risk, you know, at that time. It was yeah. like, oh, you know, it could work or it couldn't work. You know, mm. we're not going to hold it against you if it doesn't. Plus, shit, you need work. And then all of a sudden it got to the point where it was like, shit, if you're not in a comic book movie, you you missing out on a big ass check. You know, it was a time where even being on a TV show was was sort of the mark of shame. It's like if you got demoted to television, it was a wrap for your career. And now you see some of the most prolific actors on miniseries and and things of that nature. Yeah, man, it was a point when I remember the first I forgot who was the first big actor I seen attached to a Netflix movie. And I was shocked. I'm like, damn, dude, doing a Netflix movie? That's kind of low budget. Mm. And then you see, like, hold on, Netflix may be on to something. And this was <laughs> 2014, 2015. And then you start seeing Netflix originals. And it's like, okay, shit getting real over here. And then yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, you start getting You feel there's too much content? Do both of you gentlemen feel like there's too much content out there to keep up? I personally... Don't I feel like in every artistic arena that it is right now, it, you know, it's not even a matter of too much content. It's mm. a matter. It's a matter of too much trash. It's a lot of trash okay. out there. From from the lowest level of content being social media, in my opinion, people mm-hmm. that even do you know their little uh, skits or whatever. You know, it's some people that put a decent amount of money into their skits and they're actually yeah. funny and. The, the, you know, it's quality. But then you got some people that do that's doing it that might have the same type of popularity and the quality is trash, it's not funny. And it's like, 
what's going on mm-hmm. here? Like, you start asking yourself, what's the scale? What you know is, about like, our reaction is, video culture? Do you guys know about what that what that is? I mean, if, well, I do. I mean, I, I think one yeah. of the this shit makes me cringe. I mean, it's the, Star, <laughs> it's the most Star, cringiest I thing Wars, ever. I think I seen a Star Wars one. And I just I never. I think I seen a Star Wars but one that dude one was time. Crying. crying. Yeah, I was like, what, what? Like this is this is this is as soy as it gets. I, and I can't. <laughs> I, I ain't rocking with that, man. Y'all, y'all. If I become a big director over the next like four or five years, they're hundred percent coming back to this conversation to get my ass out of there. They're gonna be like, do you remember that time where somebody called somebody a soy boy and the, he laughed at it? He is the worst. That is. Transphobic, homophobic, misogynistic, soyistic, whatever. And in about four or five years, that'll probably be enough to end your career. Yeah, that, that, that will it's, probably it's be enough. I'm gonna have to have another career pivot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back to being a doctor or something. <laughs> said, go back to being a doctor. That's what, that's what you're, you're gonna have to become anyway. a spokesman for yeah. like a, a like the soy. What is that? A silk, the soy milk company or whatever. You're gonna oh, have to yeah, become a spokesperson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm never. Yeah. <laughs> they won't even sponsor me because they'll be like, "You hate soy products. Why are we gonna give you all this money to promote us?" And, they, and, and it's funny, man. Situation. Just I, I've actually, I actually like, had like a, a brief back and forth with somebody. I think it was, I don't know what, what form it was on, but you know, I'm like, you know, y'all take, y'all try to, y'all, y'all make up y'all own words too. Like shit, like cisgender, mm. cisgender, and pansexual. They they make up words, and I'm like, you know, we just playing with it. Like, I know soy isn't gonna make you feminine or anything like that, but mm. it's just the it's just the whole poking fun at the fact that soy has a relation to estrogen. And the reality of it is, a lot of these guys have a certain look. You know, they be you know neck beards, or they just they just have their sunken in eyes. They just look weak. You know, and they just fit the mold of somebody that wakes up at seven in the morning and they don't do any physical activity. They just go grab a coffee, a, a coffee with soy milk, and it's, it's just funny. It's just not even funny. the almond. I mean, we we are on oak oat oat milk now. Like not We're even on oat oat milk now. Yeah, I saw cashew milk too. There's cashew milk and almond milk and. These guys got peanut allergies, wow. man. They, you know, they, <laughs> they look, man. Like I said, no physical activity, man. No type of real bone structure. They got, like I said, they got. They just look weak, and they. A lot of these guys are such a heavy. They're such a. They have a lot of weight on places like Twitter and forums where it's a lot of back and forth and jibber jabbing and talking because they've been working. From, they was working from home before the pandemic. They would have, you know, mm. they, these are IT nerds. These are geeks that, you know, they do online journalism and stuff like that. And they've been, they sit, they sit home 20 hours a day. And, and, and like I said, the only time they get any type of sunlight is when they, you know, walking out the little apartment complex, they gentrified to go get their soy coffee. Like, that's mm. what they do. You can get that on DoorDash now, too. You know that, right? You can just order soy milk from your local grocery store. It'll be there in 30 minutes. And if it's there in 30 minutes, you could leave a really angry review for the, the, the delivery driver and potentially get him unemployed. <laughs> so he gets kicked off of the app completely. It's crazy, man. Speaking of DoorDash. Mm. Speaking of DoorDash. Y'all's out here tripping. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all, I wasn't tripping. <laughs> I didn't know what ball, was going on. Yeah, by the time I found out about it, it, it was over with. Like, I found out about it like three days later. 
So apparently, for those listening that, that that aren't up to speed, DoorDash had a glitch on their app to where you could still order food even if the card you were using was expired or mm. was deactivated or something like that. So a lot of people were, you know, using expired cards or this is new information I got. They would use like a card linked to their cash app and they would say, oh, I lost the card or whatever. And they'd have the card cut off and then they would still order from DoorDash ordering ridiculous quantities of bullshit. Hundreds of <laughs> bottles of alcohol. You are, did you know about this, King? No, I, I saw something on Twitter where someone had a negative 2,437 balance in their bank account, and there was something about DoorDash. And I, I just thought that they just took everyone's money out of their account in egregious amounts. You could just literally order whatever you wanted off of an expired card. People were getting bottles of liquor, steak, and lobster dinners for, like, the whole apartment complex. Mm. Somebody responsible did get, like, some diapers. But aside from that, I just see <laughs> just levels and levels of nuthead ass shit. <laughs> Hennessy, Plan B, Damn. Casamigos, you know, like you said, it was, it was, it was ghetto, man. It was ghetto in there, and it was embarrassing because, like I told you, was that I a marketing? Like, was that was that creative marketing? I mean, not creative enough. You didn't know nothing about it. Well. How does somebody just use an expired card and then the everyone on the internet catches on? Like, if I was to go and use an expired card and it goes through, I'm not going to text five because then I would have to text, like, two people. Let's say I texted one person and say, yo, I just ordered alcohol off of DoorDash with this expired card. And then that person would then have to go and do the same. Or then everyone's cards would have to be expired in mass amounts, and they're all using it for it to be then a thing of like, wow, this actually. Let, let me tell you happen. how. Let me tell you how it worked. I go mm. to Twitter, right? And instead yeah. of using instead of using Google, I'm gonna put in Internet Outage Tampa. It's the same thing. Mm. <laughs> that, that, that's mm. the same. Got you. Hey, Amazon restock PlayStation Fives. Hurry up and get over there. Best Buy has a glitch. They selling these, you know, 50-inch TVs for 20 bucks. So, you know, that's the, the word of mouth through the through the internet, through the through the matrix is what, what gets you. And it's like, you know, and it's like, oh well shit, I don't just temper, I just don't carry around expired cards. Oh man, just cancel the card. Whatever card you got, just cancel it and then order it. So, like you said earlier, Keith, you were right. I mean, Twitter is a pretty strong strong search engine i don't use it for that reason because yeah. i told remember i told y'all two or three years ago i feel like twitter is a fucking psyop like they're they're gonna push mm-hmm. you in a direction like google you're gonna they, they want you to search for a certain thing so you might be right it may be creative marketing who who knows they might doordash might have been struggling and like we need to finesse a, uh, a few thousand one thing people. i've noticed since that is like doordash has become synonymous in the way netflix became synonymous with streaming so now, even if someone is getting Uber Eats, they're now tending to they're use DoorDash. DoorDash yep. Yep. They're, they're using DoorDash as just the the word to describe food delivery brought to your home. Yeah, like ride sharing. Uh, I thought that like was like Uber and yeah, ride yeah, yeah, exa- yeah. Exactly. No one says Lyft. Nobody. Right? It's just an Uber. In yeah. <laughs> a, a Lyft pull up, you'd be like, bro, I thought you said you was getting an Uber. You, you know what I meant, bro. Yeah. <laughs> li- I got cheaper. us a ride. That's what, that's what I mean. I got us a ride. That's you know, too many yeah. questions. But yeah, man. Um, I, I don't know how word word. I mean, I guess it's six de- six degrees of separation. One person probably blab blabbered about it on Twitter, probably. and then 
if you're looking for a come up, you can find a come up. Yeah, yeah, but, but there is a lot of strategic marketing, as they say, going on with a lot of stuff. There is a lot of strategic marketing going on. So that kind of just also shapes your experience of reality because you're like, yo, what do I believe at this point? Is this something happened that is just truly a once in a lifetime type of, you know, kerfuffle or something? Or is this being orchestrated by people and we're all just dumb enough to fall victim to it, you know? Like you mentioned Twitter and Twitter's influence. Like the only reason people have, and there's nothing wrong with this, do what you want to do. But the only reason pronouns are in bios is because of Twitter. If Twitter did not exist, that is not happening. Plainly. No one on Instagram is talking about pronouns, first of all. No one is searching pronouns. That's not something that I don't think any of us have been conditioned at any point of our lives to just say, like, should I put a pronoun in my bio? So discourse starts on Twitter. And before you know it now, you are looked at a different way if you don't have a pronoun in your bio. Like, it's become that rampant or across the entire globe. Or, I think there, there are even pronouns yeah. on LinkedIn now. It's like... Yeah, I had somebody from Canada email me the other day, and I know that Canada is extremely, you know, progressive and left-wing, and I noticed that they had pronouns in their, in their uh, little signature, and I was like, wow, that's a first... Yeah, I was I was shocked, and I'm like, man, it's it's crazy how influential, and it happened with Obama. Like, he, he technically was the they they people don't credit him for that a lot, but he was the fir- the first social media president as far as using that machine to his advantage. And like I said, by the time it got to Trump, once they realized the power of social media, they did everything they could to right. try to get him out the box, but it backfired, and that's why Hillary lost. But um, man, it, social media, but specifically uh, t- Twitter and Facebook, they, man, they, they should, they should drive society, man, and it's insane. It really because does. At this point, it. I... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say it's insane due to the fact that you know a lot of the shit that you see in on uh, social media, it, 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 it derives from people that don't even exist in our reality, so to speak. Like these people don't. These people, like I said, these people don't leave the house. These people yeah. don't go to clubs. Mm-hmm. These people you don't go to bars. To yeah, they, they don't they don't work out. Like you said, they get everything delivered. What was that movie that uh that Zoe Kravitz just put out where she was like a, a you know a, she was like this chick that stayed in her she was a, um it you want to talk about a trash ass that's movie. what I'm saying like and I, and <laughs> oh my God. I, when I get mad when I take a chance on something and it be garbage mm. and that that probably was one of the last few movies I took a chance on I'm like this what you give me because it had potential talk about the movie Kimmy it oh, had potential yeah. and then it got there and it's like either we ran out of time or we ran out of budget. So we gotta throw some shit at the wall now. Hope it stick. Hope it stick. Did not. That's wild. Did not. And um, was it know, trying to be accommodating to everybody? Was it that type of situation? Trying to be too inclusive? Or man, it. I don't think it was trying to be. Good. I don't even know. It just. Like, oh, Damn. God. It was corny, bro. It was corny. It was, once again, you know, I'm, I, I hate the word inclusive, to be honest with you, because, mm. you know, let, let's go there. Let's go there. I got time. Look. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> to re, there, we, there's, this, there's, there's this running joke going on right now with a lot of um, people in, like, the more dark webs, you know, part of the internet or whatever, where they're like, man, mm. shit, if you weren't from America and you were just watching, you know, random television program, you'd be like, damn, why ain't no white people in commercials no more? 
And it really mm-hmm. is starting to get to that point. You could yo, you watch your average commercial, and you're like, hold on, man. It's like you just got a gay person in these commercials. The the people are mixed. It doesn't look it it's, it really doesn't look like where a lot of people live, to be honest. And in my opinion, people could try to set make it seem like uh diversity and inclusivity is just that's America, but that ain't all over America though. Like everywhere mm-hmm. don't look like everywhere don't look like New York City. Everywhere don't look like Houston. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure how Tampa is, but like everywhere is a hella diverse. You can go places and you could be the only person. If you're a minority and you go to certain places, you'd be like, okay, you you get reminded of why you're a minority. You know what I'm saying? Like that's very mm. that's just that's that's the that's the reality of an American. And you don't get that anymore when you watch a TV because they want to make everything into this world that really doesn't exist outside of their bubble. And to me, it's a it's a it's a liberal bubble. It's like, yeah, I give y'all, y'all credit. Like within y'all bubble is diverse, but it's not like that everywhere, man. I can you can literally go places and you'll be the only, you know, black person there. You could be the only Asian person mm-hmm. there. Like that shit happened. But honestly, for white people, man, <laughs> that's far and few. I went my, I went up my first time going to Atlanta, just thinking in my head, I'm like, oh man, this you know it's black Hollywood. I went there and shit, it still was a bunch of white people there. I'm like, what the hell? Mm. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? That's when like. <laughs> This this diversity and inclusivity y'all talk about. I mean, it's 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 cute, but it's not it's not factual though. It's not it's not realistic it's, at all. It's not in nature. It's not realistic, and the, there's like this this in, in this shift in the human consciousness, in my opinion, of just like us trying to you know defy nature in every single way we can. And it's like, who are we? Like people think you're arrogant for believing in yourself and talking to your shit, but I think being thinking that you can defy nature is true arrogance. Like I, yeah, I believe in myself. Yeah, I can be proud of myself at moments, but I'm not dumb enough to think that, you know, I'm going to sit here and defy the laws of nature or what nature intended for us in in, in some regard, you know? So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, uh, we're all born equal or we're all this, where nothing in nature is equal. Like, a lie, if a bear was to walk in in here right now, I have absolutely zero shot of survival. <laughs> a hungry bear at that. Like, there's, 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 there's no reason for me to make any pleas of equality or anything in that sense. Like, I'm done for, right? Uh, the only thing I have at my advantage is that I can maybe have a conscious brain and say, okay, well, how do I maybe potentially outsmart this bear or trap this bear? But, like, again, then the bear is not equal to me. <laughs> that's the diversity that's the point i was working with this author his his name is devdut patnayak he's in india he's a pretty big uh he covers a lot of indian mythology and he said that diversity is the exact opposite of equality so people got to really decide what they want do you want you want equality or do you want diversity because you can't have both they're by nature diametrically opposed to one another and it's like one of those simple things that once you think about it you're like okay yeah something is off here like we're trying to we're all kind of being programmed to maybe feel a way or they want us to believe a certain thing that like i said in nature doesn't exist so why are we trying to make it something real i mean when when you start talking about inclusion and everything like that like i'm gonna be honest with you i was 34 years old when i realized that band-aids were designed to match your skin tone i had no fucking idea that that was the purpose like when they came out with these dark darker band-aids i was like oh they're supposed to match i i I didn't know Mm. (laughs) <laughs> and so, and then just like you know, for for all this effort in inclusion, and it's like, does this make people feel better? Mm. I don't feel better. Like even at thirty four, like if if I need a band aid, and this one just happens to have, you know, 
Superman on it. I'm not going to be like, no, nah, I'm a Marvel fanboy. I can't put this <laughs> Superman Band-Aid on. Like, it's a Band-Aid. I'm trying to, you know, yeah. make sure this wound stays clean. I don't give a shit what it looks like. What do you gentlemen think is actually going on, though, with the vast majority of people? Is is everyone under a magical spell of sorts? Or, or is everyone hypnotized? What or because we were having this this conversation in our group chat where we were, you know, I think the the idea was posited of like, yeah, social media may be the very thing that results in our downfall. But on one hand, should we appreciate the fact that now we know sort of how easy it is to manipulate humans and to shape human behavior? Like there could be an asteroid hitting us tomorrow, and there's just gonna be loads of TikTok videos of people just dancing. It's like, shouldn't you be spending time with your family? <laughs> you yeah, that's why, that's, why that, go, go that's why that Netflix movie was so on, on, on point, even though that whole was kind of cringe, I love too. that movie so much. Yeah. And yeah, you notice was, how it, they hated it, but, like, yeah. Because it mocked them. They hated it because it mocked them. You know, like, they didn't mm. realize, like, it's like, we're making fun of you because you're an idiot. And, you know, we're going to get the best actors in Hollywood to do it because nine times out of ten, when something like this go down, they're going to be good. You're not. You're going to be on your mm. you're going to be on your iPhone 13 making a TikTok video. That's going to be your last, that last fire ass tweet. <sighs> Even um, but, like recently when New York was like, OK, you know, this is what to do when they did the nuclear attack thing or whatever. It's like there's a nuclear attack. There's a shit you can do, bro. Just die. Yeah. Just die. Yeah. Just die, man. But I'm gonna go back to something you said, man. I had my bad. I had. <laughs> that's got, I had that's gotta, gotta be the title of this podcast. Just it's die. Just man. die. Just <laughs> die. I had got distracted for a minute, but look, mm. I wanted. You said something earlier, and it basically boiled down to catering to a small group of people, their feelings. Like even when it come down to pronouns, at the end of the day, man, it's a lot of people that don't give a damn. Like my a band aid matching my skin tone, I don't give a shit. I just man, I was. 30-some years old wearing a Spongebob Band-Aid. What do I care about a Band-Aid matching my skin tone? And I say that to say we we care about that. It's, it's, a, it's only a small group of mentally unstable people that will make a big Damn. deal out of a Band-Aid matching their skin when at the end of the day, these people walk around with blue and purple hair. Make it make sense. <laughs> Who gives a damn? Didn't they want to change Aunt Jemima as well? During after the George Floyd situation, they did. wasn't there they an did. outcry of? Oh, they did. Oh, damn! Just like they Aunt took Pearl the Native Mining American or something like that. They took the late Native American out of Land of Lakes, but what that change? The Land of Lakes butter, <laughs> like you still took the land. What are we doing here? <laughs> you just made it worse. You removed the Indian. <laughs> You removed the Native American. You took away whatever representation that was somewhat there. You know, uh, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. I I was cool with Angie Mama being on there. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, whenever I get Angie Mama, I'm thinking about a black woman. I don't need to understand the history of this because that's (laughs) trivial. I'm this syrup is this syrup is busting, and and I'm putting it on my French toes, and that's all that mattered to me. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not so unstable mentally that I'm focused on the history of this syrup that I'm about to use. And when I'm done with it, I'm throwing it in the trash. Like, what are we mm. like? What, what's like? That's that is that's we're We are currently catering to a small percentage of society that is sick. And the reason they have so much power is because social media is a megaphone for these crazy motherfuckers. Like, it's that simple. Like I said, that person that doesn't leave the house ever just sits, basically just a bot, 
sits there, engages in all kinds of discourse every three or four hours. He's getting getting he's getting pizza. He's getting oh, some DoorDash, and he's most likely living off of social media. Twitter probably pays him. Instagram probably pays him. Who knows? Who gives a shit? But the reality the is conversation on yeah. Well, social media income. No, the, the some people that say things are clearly bought by certain entities. Oh yeah, without a doubt, man. They get they get they get caught in in their hypocritical tweets and things like that so often. And it's like they just keep going. And that's why I told y'all earlier, man, to not have shame is a mental illness. I'm gonna say it again. To have no man. shame is a mental illness. You should feel embarrassed. You should feel points of like, man, I gotta do better. Oh, you know. To me, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't look at people straight in a strange fact. Like, if you tell me you have anxiety, you're a normal person to me. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's normal to have some type of anxiety. The people that's just recklessly running around this bitch, never having anxiety, just outward and just loud. Like, hey, man, somebody need to shoot that guy. He needs to sit the fuck down <laughs> because nothing bothers him. That would terrify me. I want to know that you can be triggered and bothered. To me, that makes you normal. There's, that's, that's me. That's me, though. There's nothing wrong with confidence, but there is something wrong with becoming complacent. And even in that video that we, we watched earlier today, you have become complacent. Like, for instance, if I am confident in my dick size, that doesn't mean I can go to the Lakers game with my dick hanging out. <laughs> Lizzo can be confident in her body all she wants to, but you shouldn't be at the Lakers game with your ass out. Mm. You you shouldn't. What if she put and her then, ass in gray sweats? Is that okay? If you have that thing covered up, then it is what it is because somebody finds Lizzo Sorry. attractive <laughs> enough to want to look. Like, even with her ass out, somebody mm. finds her attractive enough to want to look. But at the same time, you say that, and then people say, nah, Lizzo, you need to put your ass up. You need to put your ass up, and you feel attacked. And then, well, you know, well, if Beyonce did it, nobody would be saying anything. Beyonce didn't do it, though. That's your false equivalency. Well, if she would have done it, mm. y'all wouldn't be saying anything. She'd be front page news or whatever, whatever. But she didn't do it. So your, your, your point is invalid because you actually did this shit. You can sit here and you can make these hypotheticals all the time and, and you know, make them to justify your bullshit. But unless somebody else does it or some it happens somewhere else, then it doesn't matter. And not to pick on Lizzo, it was just a prime example of, you know, something that I could say that everybody will relate to. But the thing is, you say that people are attacking you mentally, but you're putting yourself out there to be attacked mentally by doing dumb shit. <laughs> look, man. We look at, hold on, one more one more point, I'm gonna let you go. We talk, you know, the nurses were talking about we the real heroes during the pandemic and we this and we that. And it's like, oh right, yeah, y'all are on the front lines. Now y'all are, y'all, y'all are killing killing patients and doing the Millie Rock. Like, what what are we doing? (laughs) Just lost a patient, but I Millie Rock on any block. Like, what? (laughs) Karma must truly hate you if that's how you end up dying. So a nurse dancing over your body (laughs) as you are transitioning. (laughs) You must truly have had... uh... She hit hit the gritty, boy. You... (laughs) Keep trying to get your last breath. <laughs> look, man, That's look, be look. a wild way to go. 
she teabagging you like a Call of Duty kid. Is there no malpractice lawsuits happening from any of this? Has anyone ever looked at it from a malpractice context? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Look, man, I, after I watched the Kanye uh, documentary, man, I was even looking at that scene where he was in the dentist's mm. office, and I'm like, man, that's another issue I got a problem with. It's like, I enjoy the time in my life where I know for a fact that cameras were not allowed in a medical facility in that fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we got to get to, I mean, I, I I know when I had first got on shit, Snapchat four or five years ago or whatever, and I pointed out the fact that it was like, hey man, y'all not supposed to be recording in the gym. And it's like, mm. they just took them signs down. It was like, shit, we can't do nothing about it. The motherfuckers in this, they gonna come in this bitch and record. And it's just like, that's unfortunate though, because that one rule that was set in place made these establishments comfortable for a lot of people. Because you got to think about mm. it, man, there's a lot of self-conscious people that go to a gym that, that were that were going to gyms. And they probably don't feel comfortable sure. going to gyms no more because you know why? Nine times out of ten, it's Mike, Mike Swole going to be there to get on your ass if you ain't there doing some mm. stupid shit. You know shout, what I'm saying? Shout out to Joey Swole, though. Yeah, Mike, Joey Swole, my bad, Joey Swole. Cause, and it's necessary, too, though, because at the end of the day, it's a lot of behaviors going on in gyms that only exist because people know that they can get clicks and views or whatever on social media. And, and it's... Mm. It's just it's just nonsensical. But my point is not like you said, not the. So you mean I shouldn't do pull ups with a bench strapped to my waist to get yoked? Is that what you're saying? You should not do. (laughs) You should not hang upside down to do jumping jacks. I'm just saying (laughs) you you cannot do that. You're going to kill yourself or kill somebody else. It's just it's (laughs) everything. I'm telling you, man. But I can go viral if I do that, though. Everything viral ain't good. We're trying to make it. We're trying to make it, though. And I'm telling you right now, it's probably a TikToker with a million views at the Whataburger drive-thru right now, working it. Yeah, doesn't anyone want to talk about how a lot of these people are just utterly miserable in their personal life? (laughs) Or they're just normal. Yeah. They they went viral, but they're just normal. Like, these people don't, these people don't trademark the memes or trademark that moment. Like, they're not getting paid off that shit. That's why people tried to NFT some of that stuff. But that's, you know that ain't that ain't work for a lot of people. Until the internet killed NFTs as well by and, hype beasting it to 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 oblivion. So now even yeah. NFTs aren't cool. That shit, all that shit, really be money laundering, bro. They be it's the the people at the top be like, man, these idiots gonna give us something we'll to pump money into. And, 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 and every time I would listen, to I get the right people to promote it. And who are the right people? Influencers. Influencers, quote man. unquote. Look. I guarantee you, man, your average influencer, if they knew how to work. See, people look at influencers like they sales reps or whatever that's getting a decent commission, but they really not. Like these these influencers don't even be getting a percent of a percent based on Mm -hmm. what, you know, the the actual corporation is getting. These they're literally useful idiots and they don't know it. That's why that's why that's why scam culture. Your audience isn't big. You only get paid off commission. So if I have a if I have a special promo code called Gutter Nineteen, and I say, "Hey guys, go buy go buy this camera," I only get paid if someone actually uses that code. Now that would require someone to actually support me and believe in me to want to go that extra mile. It's like clicking a link, right? Like people that really click. You could have there's people that have hundreds of thousands of followers that can't get people to click links. They, this conversation comes up in music a lot where you'll see people on TikTok who are huge, but then they go and try to sell tickets and no one shows up. So 
at some point, someone really has to even uh, even people that would send their products to influencers. You got to think about this. Like, uh, who is who's making those decisions? I want to know what those meetings are like. We're like, do I want to support someone who can get me a lot of views for the product? That's probably not going to actually have any conversion. Or do I want to maybe support people on the smaller scale who have considerably less followers, but hey, their followers are really tapped in. And if they do promote it because it's them, they'll get that support. It's an interesting conversation from, from every side. It's so like I when I tried to get y'all to subscribe to Blue Chew and y'all wouldn't do it. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. What, whatever happened to the influencers being debriefed about or briefed about you, the Ukraine thing at the beginning? Remember they brought them, the White House brought the TikTokers in there and was briefing them yeah. on the Ukraine? Like, what was that about? Anybody ever dig on that? What came of that? We sent Kendall Jenner over there with the Pepsi. <sighs> I'm gonna do a quick and Google, man. I want to see. You know what? See, you know what? Situations like that reveal about humans is that even people in quote unquote powerful positions are idiots. So, and I'm not saying that to like disparage anyone and say like I have I'm like processing things at a intellectually higher level, but in a weird way, I guess I am. If I'm gonna consider. That if you are bringing all these people in, you're only doing it because you think or someone is telling you that they have a lot of followers and they have a lot of views and they they can get whatever initiative you're trying to get through the pipeline done for you. But it's like, no. At what point does someone smart enough to say, no, we're not doing it this way? It's, it's, it's like Barack Obama bringing Jay-Z and Beyonce in to get the black vote. Oh, cool. Yeah, it worked. Then Joe Biden brings Beyonce and Jay-Z to get the black vote. It's like, nah, it don't work the same way. (laughs) (laughs) You tried, but it doesn't work the same way. Mm. Okay, okay. So, my bad. I had to do a quick Google search. So, so what they did was they they got with this gay dude on TikTok, and um, they pretty much wanted to give them the correct, you know, the White House wanted to give them the correct information regarding the war in Ukraine. So basically what the White House did was they got in front of the propaganda. They wanted to make sure that this particular group of influencers that were Gen Z got the information that the White House wanted to give it to them. So once again, it was propaganda. The the White House called these young TikTokers in that are very, most likely not very intelligent. And they just told them a bunch of stuff that probably is not happening in the war in Ukraine and wanted to get in front of the lies mm. first before, you know, so so when somebody came with the facts, they could call them a conspiracy theorist because once again, we all know that the government is never going to put out the truth in our benefit. So once again, they just they just propagandized these TikTokers and that was they called it a briefing, but it's not a briefing. It's not like these TikTokers are CIA agents or really working for the government. They just once again, like I said, utilize them as the useful idiots they are and in their defense they're young they're, they they said these kids was 21 years old they're, 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 yeah they're impressed they don't know so they come in there joe biden in there you know eating his ice cream is like hey jack look this was going on in the war in <laughs> ukraine if somebody tell yeah. you this and that they lying to you you know and it, just like I said, just get in front of it that's 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 the best type of propaganda you do because once people start asking questions you already, you already in that bitch knee deep. You already in that knee deep. You go, you gotta have answers. Mm. So when I come to you with questions, I need answers. And they had to get in front of the lies first, because I'm telling y'all right now, everything that they're telling y'all about the war in Ukraine is a lie. It's a flat out fucking lie. 
And if you trust anything that's going on with this administration, like I said, you are a part of that. What is it? How many people still approve of uh, Joe Biden right now? What they say, like, like less than 30 percent, right? So you, Dang, 21 percent. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, the people in that 21 percent are on his payroll. Mm. Everybody else that has a brain that doesn't really benefit from the fact that gas is 50 percent higher than it was seven months ago and food is 40 percent higher. And everybody's just ignoring the fact that we might have a, a food shortage coming because farmers all over the world are, prote- are protesting. But we want to focus on the fact that, you know, we ain't using the right pronouns to this, you know, because because Ellen is now Elliot Page. Like, what we got? What we talking about here, man? What we doing? What's going oh, on? Man. I forgot about that. You had to remind What's going me. On? I forgot about that. I haven't remind you. If I gotta remember, you gotta remember. Is it that dumb? You didn't Again, even, is it you that didn't even dumb watch Umbrella cool? Academy. <laughs> but you put it into my memory bank. <laughs> so now I'm giving it back. I don't want it. But he did watch Inception though. The Inception was a beautiful movie. It was mm. I, I, I also watched Juno too. I also watched Juno when she when when she She's a very talented actress. She's very actor. talented. She's very talented. She's she, very talented. <laughs> she is very talented, and she got <laughs> she got pregnant in that movie because she has reproductive organs, and she was able to get pregnant, and she played the part of a woman because that's what she is. Mm. I, I hate. I like I said, <sighs> these people. See, even though, like for example, right? If I say he and you say she, right? And we just have a moment where we just disagree. Why can't we just disagree there? Right? Like, why, why does it have to come into a spiel of me trying to convince you that, no, it should be he? Or you trying to convince me that it should be she? It's like, you called her she. I called her he. Jay doesn't even want to talk about her. But <laughs> <laughs> I know who y'all are talking about, regardless why, of whatever pronoun y'all use. Why isn't that use. enough? Why can't we go back to just disagreeing over things? Why we all got to convince each other of stuff? I don't want to. See, I have a new theory about the Internet. Right. This is something I've been kind of fleshing out internally where a lot of the Internet content you see is so everyone can be relatable. My theory is that I don't want to relate to anyone ever. Like I want people to look at me and be like, he's not relatable at all. And then that's going to be my bar moving forward of like, yeah, I'm not trying to relate to any single one of you, because if I try to relate to you, then that is just a pitfall for always saying things that I think you would want to hear. And that's a miserable, miserable way to live. So if, if if you find me relatable at times, great. But for the most part, I don't want to be relatable to anyone. And I don't think we should be sit there, sit there and be relatable. And that's another thing I challenge this whole idea of like, oh, humans are social creatures. We may be social creatures, but are we sociable creatures? I think that applies in the modern sense of relationships of like anytime interpersonal relationships, anytime you bring too many humans together, there are bound to be issues. So logically speaking, why are we all trying to get together? There's only going to be more issues. If we actually care about solving problems in the world, we should probably separate a bit. Stop trying to be social with everybody. Start trying I mean, to be uh, unrelatable. I, I mean, just, uh, you know, it's, it's a few things I want to say about that. You know, I'm, I naturally believe, it, you know, segregation is a natural thing. Like it's segregation damn. is important. Segregation is important based on the fact that once again, it's natural. Like, you know, from the beginning of time, you know, you had you had natural borders. 
Like they just they exist for a reason. Like you know, she, Jay, you know she she don't know about Pangea, but we are gonna tell her about Pangea. Look, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, man, we like I said, we have our 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 boundaries, and people from you know that look a certain way come from different parts of the world. For a re- it's just that's just that's just naturally how naturally how it is. And a lot of times, people succeed in arenas when they're in you know when they're in areas around people that can connect to them on that you know, in that sphere, you know, so to speak. So long story short, yeah, I, I agree with you. Some type of, some type of separation and then isolation. I mean, because at the end of the day, I, I'm a dad, and I know for a fact that there's a point in the kid's life where I had to socialize my son. I wouldn't have to socialize him if we were just naturally sociable. I had to put him in situations where he needed to be, you know, where, where, he, where he can, uh, you know, feel comfortable interacting with other beings, because Nine times out of ten, you know, when you coming up, you probably looking at other motherfuckers like they weird as shit, or you just looking at them like, mm. why that person doing that? Why he moving like that? Why, you know, why he talking so loud? Why he talking so low? Why he talking at all? And you know, and then at the end of the day, you get used to people, and then you realize, oh, when I'm talking to this type of person, I got to be this type of way. You learn these things. So I would say, versus us being sociable creatures, I would say that you know, human beings are we're conscious, like. You know, we 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 all I wouldn't say we're all willing to learn, but whatever word there is out there for being able to learn, like we're able to be educated. Mm. You know, we we have that ability to to receive information and do with it as we please. And I think I think, you know, you know, speaking of the most. uh... Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. Go ahead. Oh, no. So I was saying one of the most. I think controversial elements of Indian culture is something called the caste system. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, gentlemen, but the caste system is Indian culture basically saying that you're born into a specific family and your last name will dictate what you believe. Your last name will dictate what you do uh, for your profession and it has some sort of order of like, okay, if you're born into this family then you're going to be a merchant if you're born into this family you're going to be a teacher if you're born into this family you're going to be a warrior um and things of that nature so obviously as the years have gone along there is fluidity there for example so if i am not doing my job as a a warrior then i have the opportunity to to be demoted um to for example just like a, a a janitorial type of worker and things of that nature right and even my own understanding of the caste system is is very very um i would say rudimentary Limited. oh yeah because i didn't grow up in india and then by the time even now if you look at the caste system you're you know what it was initially and intended to be in sort of a philosophical and religious context it all kind of got shaped after the colonization by britain and it became this thing of um you know it just became as you can expect a conversation about equality and inequality right and what i really find fascinating about the caste system is there's people here who will look at that and, and with uh, on a moral high horse but cat the caste system is essentially classism it's a variation of classism. It's a it's a variation of a social whatever social hierarchy you want to introduce into the equation. So, what I kind of ironically respect about the Indian culture aspect is it kind of just laid it out in a way where it was like this is going to happen regardless of whatever you try to do to prevent it. So we're going to give you a structure on how you can operate a, a society, and that's it. 
Because if you don't, if because if you are gonna think that it's not gonna ever show up, this idea of segregation, separation, classism, whatever, it will creak its ugly head in some way, some somehow. It's just part of nature. It's kind of like you know, this is all part of the experience of being a human. Is we're gonna have to deal with this. So I think it's really interesting now because the discourse about the caste system is very much like, oh, how how could Indians ever believe something like that? You know, it's very very uh, sanctimonious in that regard. And uh, I just kind of always appreciated the culture being like, yeah, no, if you're born in this family, this is what you're going to do. And if you don't do it I, I at forgot, a high level, you're going to get... I Sorry, forgot what you said. My bad. Yeah, I forgot what you said about... Uh, well, you said something, and I had said, shit, if you go back to every indigenous group, that's pretty much how they are. And uh, I forgot what you yeah. said, but that was, my, that was my reply. And I'm saying that to say, uh, when you think about most most of the eastern world whether it's you know mm -hmm. most of the most of the world you know the old cultures when you're talking asians africans uh egyptians russians whatever when you when they, when you think about the things that they did and where they where they came up with a lot of their philosophies it was based off nature like it was mm -hmm. based off very of, much you know it was based off of what they had in front of them and you know it was it was proven they weren't finna go against it and I your would diet, say it, your activity, you, the way you looked at the world, the way you even experienced the world, literally everything was tied to nature. Yeah. And then now, and that's why I tell Jay this all the time, and I know he's tired of hearing me say it. That's why I say, man, whenever you hear me say something about Marxism, which I need to understand about Marxism is Marxism is anti-nature. When people mm -hmm. call themselves Marxists, they are basically saying they are anti-nature. They are doing whatever they can to go against nature. They don't believe in nature. They will they are basically questioning the, the they are questioning the universe in a way where they don't they don't want to just sit basically I just they, they're questioning God. But once again, mm -hmm. regardless of your beliefs, they you know they're always gonna most likely be atheist and they're and they're most likely gonna worship science. And when they when they worship their science, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fringe science. It's gonna be this type of science where it gets to the point where it's it it hinges on philosophical and it gets to the point where it can it can't really be proven. They're just a bunch of ideals. And it's like Matt Walsh going around asking, what is a woman? And then they get mm. into this conversation that's just if I was Matt Walsh, I'd probably slap some of these people. I'm like, you <laughs> you're trolling me right now. And I'm not I don't appreciate being trolled. And then since mm. I'm in person with you right now, I'm going I'm gonna slap you. Cause I think but when I slap you. The thing that that gets me about about stuff like that is like you know you'll sit there and act this person who is not genetically a woman they do not have a uterus they do not have ovaries, you know, and they'll say oh well that's hard to define that's hard to find to define and then these women who are born with uteruses who are born with ovaries, how does that not how is that not offensive to you? Like I I was talking to Well about this I was like how is it not offensive when a a, a gay person comes in. And they like to dress like you, and they 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 like there. It's almost like a, a making a mockery of you. Uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a huge mockery. Birthing I person, people, yeah, I can't yeah, call yeah, you yeah. a mom. I gotta call you a birthing person. It's disrespectful. Person day. It's, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, that, I'm not a god. So when I see like dykes, studs and stuff coming around, like trying to hack, act harder than me, like that's why. Like, like you said earlier, I don't want to be relatable necessarily mm. you know obviously mm -hmm. i'm gonna relate to some people but 
if I sure. naturally relate to people, that's cool. I, I don't I don't go against nature. I, I'm cool with nature. At the end of the day, if somebody want to be gay, they can be gay all they want. But mm. the reality is when you start mocking me or making a parody of what my existence, I do take some offense to that because at the end of the day, I have some of these these butch and these 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 butches and these people that will come around me thinking that they're more a man than I am. And I'm like, that's when you start having to realize it is it does boil down to biology and nature because I tell Jay this all the time. I wouldn't hit a woman, but at the same time, if one of these studs and one of these dykes come at me thinking that they're harder than me, the 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 real reality of nature will take place when we come to blows. Because they're gonna realize, oh, this a man man, not just not just somebody acting like one. And like I said, mm. so so nobody wants like, to ask the question, why didn't nature intend for that to happen? Clearly, there was intention behind it. <laughs> and that's not that there's no phobia in that statement. Clearly, never. nature is quite intentional. So why are we not thinking about it? And also, one of the key laws of nature is balance, right? So why did we even make ma uh, masculine and feminine combative properties? I have feminine qualities about myself that I'm quite proud of. I can be very sensitive. I listen to some Drake songs and some Bollywood songs, and tears will come out of my eyes because I'll start reflecting over the women that have wronged me. Someone would look at that and say, that's very feminine of you. And I'm like, yeah, great. I'm happy that there is this balance within me. So why are we combat? Why are we making both things and pitting them against each other? How does like, that make any logical sense? Like to me, question. it's just super insulting that you think that being a man is putting on some Jordans, holding your dick, and wearing long shorts, quote unquote, holding your dick. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's that's insulting as if you think that's that's what it takes to be a man, because it's much bigger than that. The same way that that Leah Thomas thinks that okay, you know, I'll identify as a woman. And I'll, you know, paint my nails, cut my hair, maybe take some supplements or something like that. But then mm. you get in a pool and you are leaps and bounds better than these other women. Washing everyone, no pun intended. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, they in there, hey, girl, you got a, you got a, you got a tampon, you got a pad, this, this, and this. You don't experience that. You don't, you don't know what it takes to be a woman. You, you're, you're just, you know, pretending. And you know, and that might be not not might not be the the perfect term for it, but it's like you're pretending. It takes a lot to be a woman. It takes a lot to be a man, and you just can't cross over and do that. And you can't just cross over and say, "Oh, well, as a as a man, you should be doing X, Y, and Z," or as a woman, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. You just can't say that. Look, man. When you when 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 being born a man, living life as a man, you realize there are a lot of it, it comes with a lot. And when you when you're not born as a certain gender, you won't truly understand that gender like that unless you ask questions or really get in their mind. So when you say, "Oh, I cry doing this," and you know, "I'm I'm I'm that," and like I have some feminine qualities about me, like you you a man. You you know that about being a man. Most men can relate to that. It may not be tears, but men get sad. You know, men deal with feelings. And 
you either when you're a woman, the only way you really gonna know that is by asking or by actually having a male figure that you're close to, father, brother, uncle, and being able to get that information. Because if you don't get that information, you're gonna go based off what Hollywood is giving you or what you perceive, mm. you know, from a distance, and you're like, oh, that's when you get to mocking. That's when you get to becoming a parody, like a like 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 you just said. Oh, she just painting her nails and cutting her hair and, and talking like a black girl. And she thinking that by doing that, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm embracing the life of a woman. No, you're not. You're not dealing with, with, with natural periods. You're not dealing with natural mood swings. You're not dealing with the fact that you don't have the strength of a man. Like sometimes that could make a woman feel feeble at times when she got to she got to ask somebody to pick up something for her or she got. Oh, I can't get something from on top of the refrigerator because women in certain parts of the world are naturally shorter than men. And a lot of things are designed for men. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like you we we try to we, like I said, they're going against nature. They're going to they're going against nature and they're trying to avoid the fact that along with the societal pressures of being a certain gender, man, it comes the emotional toll. It comes the biological toll. It's a lot of shit that go into it. And everybody only sees the surface level shit where they all of a sudden pick it up and want to put on a dress or, or, or put on some pants. Uh, you're gonna, and you're there's also that, that, really, that, that, really, that really scary part of like now it's being taught in schools at such a young age. And it's being kind of an, an intentional effort is being made to make it part of the curriculum. And I don't know when when I was growing up, that was never a concern of mine. You know, it's because something schools that I weren't even in, thought about. Schools weren't intentionally trying to condition you in a way that, mm. like, schools had a way of doing it, and it was slick. Like, like I always said that it was certain aspects of school that's always gonna feel like the prison life to me. Like, it always felt like for certain, if you were a certain race or you came from a certain background. They would put you in certain situations where it's like, well, you're going to end up in a situation like this when you graduate, if you graduate anyway. So let me get you ready for mm. it. Now they just full on just taking these people's kids and saying, hey, these are your beliefs. Scrap all that other bullshit. These are the ideals we're going to put in you. This is how you're going to talk. This is how you're going to learn. This is how you're going to interact with adults. This and that. Because what happened was, and I noticed it when my son was in school. Uh, thank God he's no he's no longer at the lower level where it's starting. But I, the thing I learned about noticed when my son then was in school was the fact that I saw a hard transition from when the adults were still acting like adults with children versus to where curriculum was changing to where adults wanted to relate to children. And to me, that mm -hmm. happened maybe about five, like six or seven years ago. And I was like, man, this is. This is getting uncomfortable. Like, why you gotta put my why you gotta make this a rap song in order to teach this to this kid? Why you gotta dance like why you gotta dance around the room like this just to connect with this kid? Like, y'all don't have other like y'all don't have other ways of challenging these kids. You don't you don't necessarily have to meet the kids at such a, a low, like a low level of thinking. Like everything, everything mm. doesn't have to be fun. And I the thing is like even even from a, a young age, you think about when they say, you know, oh, women are just naturally more nurturing and everything. And it's like, yes, because just think, women had the baby dolls. They fed the doll. They, they changed the doll diaper. They played with Easy Bake Ovens. Did some guys play with Easy Bake Ovens? Of course. But when you had your Ninja Turtles, mm. they were fighting. You weren't changing the diaper on your Ninja <laughs> Turtle. You weren't trying to give your Ninja Turtle a bo bottle. They were fighting. 
like from from a young age you you've been conditioned this way and now it's like you know we're saying that this is wrong all of a sudden you should let people choose yeah you should let people choose but you shouldn't force them to one direction and i feel like you're we're now forcing people to to one direction uh, i seen um a post somebody put on 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 instagram or something and it said unfragile masculinity and it was a baby that was less than a year old what, what do you mean mm. unfragile masculinity? This child has no idea what masculinity is. But yep. you have this picture in 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 your in your in the tuck with him having a bow in his hair or something like that. That's a sick individual, man. It's a it's a person it that is. would do that to a, a person that would do that to a child. Because let me tell you something. I'd be fine if you sat if you sat there and said, you know what, I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this uh, GI Joe down and I'm gonna put this Barbie doll down. And if they chose to go to the Barbie doll, that's fine. But even with that being said, I'm gonna let that happen until because as a as a as an adult, I know that's just that's that's nothing. Like this person is not his his cognitive ability is low. So they just picking the toy that probably was just the more appealing to them at the time. I'm not gonna shape their whole identity around that one singular choice that they made. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna let that happen. But you know, as time goes on, I know for a fact, once he gets socialized, <laughs> I know for a fact that that G.I. Joe going to get picked up. I know for a fact that that football, mm -hmm. that basketball going to get picked up. I know for a fact he going to come trying to get the boxing gloves on, trying to punch me because that's what young boys do. It's just it's just when you just let them make their natural choices, I guarantee you we know which way they're going to go. But when you force them into that weirdo direction, like that's a force. Yep. You literally put you putting bows in their head. You're putting them in pink. You forcing them to do that because, you know, nine times out of ten, you probably actually wanted a daughter or you probably feel some way about the dad and you don't want them to. You know, and, and that's another that's another dynamic in society because I, I stop. But I, I, man, I'm going there because we ain't we ain't got that much time, but I'm going to go there. <laughs> this, gener this generation of women is not nurturing. Women are not nurturing. That is not natural. Mm. That is the, to to become a nurturing woman is something. Have that to put you this get. episode behind a paywall. Look, look <laughs> you get, the you, you have to get <laughs> you have to grow up in a nurturing environment to become a nurturing person. That's just not a that's just not something. Because right now I'm definitely seeing more men than women that are nurturing, especially towards kids. Because a lot of mm. I, I've seen it. It's a lot of these dads out here, man. They they soft on their boys. I be I'm one of them. I don't be super hard on my son. Because at the end of the day, man, it's a hard world. I know for a fact he's gonna go out there and and he and he's definitely gonna have to deal with some struggles. So I try my hardest to be that balance with myself. But now his mom, his mama cusses ass out in a heartbeat and she'll throw Damn. in. I've seen it on numerous occasions. So don't man, don't tell me women are more nurturing. They probably was more nurturing 40 years ago, but not this generation of women. This generation of women Damn. will throw hands. I ain't mad at them, but I'm not gonna sit there and say they're more nurturing. It's that no. No. They 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 want I feel like they want to be what they think we are so bad. So and they and they it, it, and they it, hate us for it, but they want to be us so bad. Look, <laughs> I said I'm I'm a, I'm a genuine like I I'm a, I mean I ain't had a I ain't had a fight in years. I guarantee you, your average woman right now probably tell you she didn't probably got in a close scuffle. Probably didn't. man, man, I play basketball and I'm in a gym. I'm in an area where testosterone is high on a regular basis. I ain't been close to having a fight in well over three years. I guarantee your average woman couldn't tell you that right now. Your average woman over 35 probably got into a scuffle or about to get in a fight within the last six months. I guarantee you. 
And they probably gonna blame Damn. it on alcohol. Cause these, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's the world we live in these days. Or if men are fighting, is it because of women? Is it because of the wo- a woman's influence in that situation? And the way these dudes are hitting their heads, what I am never doing. <laughs> Tell them, Jake. It's, it's fighting for a woman. <laughs> fighting for and or over a woman. If it gets to the point where mm. I have to come to fisticuffs with Damn. another man for you, and you're sitting by and allowing this to happen, I've already I'm lost. Yeah, that's real. But how many men have the wherewithal to to realize that or think about it that way? Because because a woman in that situation is gonna. There's women who have said that I, I get physically turned on if I know a man is fighting for me or if a man is willing to fight for me or if a man cares enough about me to be willing to fight for what he loves. And I just think that's just hustling backwards. It's backwards advice. Look, it's backwards and, everything. And it's so <laughs> much it's, it's so much material out there. Oh, um ex-husband kills current boyfriend or what was that that thing you said the day well where uh um, oh buddy had got his, his head he basically got his eye closed, got his head not man he he, he basically died. He dead right now. He, Did you he send got, that he, gas station story? Yeah, of a dude who got that, shot in the gas station one. parking lot? Yeah. That one too. Sheesh. And who she left with? Who she left with? The other dude. Come on, man. And I get it. Cool. I'm out with my lady. You disrespect her. I gotta say something. I'm gonna say something. Look, man. I'm gonna keep it. But I'm not just gonna walk up to some random situation and interject. That's why who that's why they pay people in uniform for that shit. (laughs) Who injects the idea to men? Because this is something that I thought about after examples of of like who starts who comes onto the scene to tell men that they don't have to do that. Like there's like for example, if you're a star athlete, right? You don't have to entertain groupies, or you don't have to distill and dilute your entire self-worth to how many women you can pull. Or if you're at a club, you don't have to spend an egregious amount of money on alcohol at inflated rates just to attract women. Who really comes on the scene and says to men that? Because I think that is an important thing if we want to have a shift in the male consciousness. That is something that a lot of the stuff that men feel like that they have to do, you don't have to do. You you don't. You don't have to get married. You do not have to have children. You can focus on your career. You don't even have to have physical intercourse because at some point in your dreams, your body will literally account for that. (laughs) True. Very true. So you don't have to do any of the stuff that you've been told you have to do to quote unquote be a man or attract a woman. It's truly befuddling to me. The answer to your question is, and I and I can and I know Jay got something to say. Look, the answer to your question is it comes <laughs> down, it comes down to a, a another man that cares about you that's gonna tell you that shit. Cause I witnessed it with Damn. my own eyes. My son went to go visit a college not too long ago, and he was talking to the coaches. And the coaches told him straight up, he was like, Hey man, you a good looking guy. You you tall, most likely you you come here. You're going to be living on campus in the dorms. The dorms are co-ed. You're an athlete. These chicks, they love athletes. Mm. What you going to do when a chick come to your, come to your door 2 a.m. talk about she need 
you know, she she needs some milk or her laundry detergent. She low on laundry detergent. And when she come to your door, she she half-ass naked. What you gonna do? And he was like, he, and my son's just looking, he looking dumbfounded like, shit, what you think I'm gonna do? But at the same time, the, the coach tell him like, hey man, <laughs> tell her, tell her, tell her go on about her business. Or don't even answer really the Because at the end Still of the day, coaches. he told him straight up, he's like, man, because you here for academics and basketball. That's all you here for. I know it's going to be hard to fend off that shit, but the reality is that shit can wait because that shit will fuck you up. So to answer your question is, it's a motherfucker that care about your well-being. And that's why naturally motherfuckers from the beginning always knew it takes a village. We don't have that mentality no more. We no longer a village anymore. We just this this cesspool of ignorance and hopelessness and everybody for a self type of mentality that you don't get that shit very every so often. So when you get that D one basketball player that's finna go or a D one football player that's finna go to the next level, the person that cares about him is gonna teach him financial responsibility. He's gonna teach him, hey, bruh, if you don't wanna have no kid, blah blah, hey, get a vasectomy or use a condom or don't mess with that bitch, don't mess with that bitch, don't go to that club, don't don't hang with that star. If they care about you, if they don't give a shit about you, what they gonna do? They ain't gonna say shit to you. They gonna let you fall. They gonna let you, and they like gonna speak he, on it. It's like that that movie He Got Game, where he was doing those school tours, and they just literally had girls, twins in the bed, naked, porn stars in the bed. That I think they were. Well, I think they were the actresses were actual porn stars in the bed, naked, just enticing him to come to that school for that reason. <sighs> I was talking to a friend earlier. I was talking to this uh, to, the, to this potential client who's a, a real estate agent, and uh, I was telling her, I was like, you know, I feel like if you were to, we had this conversation where, where if you go on Instagram now, it's just like, just show me the property. Why are you walking through the property in a tight ass pencil skirt? Just show me the property. Let's just focus on what I'm following you for, what I'm looking for. Just like stop trying to sexualize everything. As 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 if that's gonna make it more likely for me to buy from you or entice me to to, to doing something just because oh it's sex so I'm a man and oh my god that 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 like this this notion that sex sells we gotta challenge that because I think if if everyone tries to sell sex and sex just becomes boring so if you want to entice me don't tell me sex and pique my curiosity that way hey man I'm just look I'm the, the, the straightest dude on the block as far as I'm concerned and I'm telling you right now it was probably about two or three years ago man by the time I got I think I have I was done like I was done with twerk videos bro I see twerk videos man mm. I, I scroll so fast now it's just so it's so it's such a a basic bitch energy to me. That it's just like, what am I supposed to get from this? Oh, oh, I forgot. But isn't it wild, Welly, that they'll they'll just put it on your timeline even if you don't even want to see it? Isn't that wild? It's like rape. It's like rape. <laughs> you need same women to get mad when they get dick pics. And I'm like, y'all deserve it when you're on here with your, with your ass just shaking for no reason. Nobody asks for that. But mm. guess what? Mm. I understand it's not for me. The thing about it is, I agree with what you're saying, Keith. But the reality is, man, simps outnumber. There's a plenty of hard eye emojis that would disagree with everything <sighs> we're saying. And then like, their girlfriends, their girlfriends are a catalyst to it too. Because even these girls mm-hmm. out here that's 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 built that's built like like fucking uh, light bulbs. Look, man, they they got so many friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, think about it, Jay. They got so many friends that's gonna that's gonna pump their egos up, bro. 
And like, mm-hmm. I knew something was wrong when I was like, hey, man, you posting this pic. I ain't got nothing to say about this pic, but you posting this pic and it's supposed to be so high quality. But why ain't no dudes hitting you up? And I learned that a lot of dudes transition to going into the DMs after that. But yeah, even then, like I said, man, mm-hmm. dudes sliding into your DMs, like, it, it, that should say something. Because, I mean, if it's, if it's really popping, if, it, if you really popping, they're going to let you know, it's, hey, they're going to validate you on the public forum. They're not going to slide in behind the scenes if you're really popping, in my opinion, especially if they're coming at you in a way that you want them to come at you. But nine times out of ten, it's in a lustful manner, which means nothing. Because remember, Jay, men fuck anything. So what does that make them? Anything. And even Damn. and even at that point, you're you're not even going in the DMs anymore because you're, they're screenshotting the DMs. So like, there's there's no way for a man to approach you now. I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting embarrassed in the in the comment section. I'm getting embarrassed in the DMs, and you're not showing me anything <laughs> that no other woman is, is hasn't shown me already. So what's the point? All I stand, I stand a better for, chance going outside. All you're doing is being fodder for her group chat, my guy. Focus That's on it. yourself, King. <laughs> Focus hey, on hey, your goals, King. It's hey, look, man, look, look, and I and I and I do this because once again, I like balance, and I'm not I'm not a bully in any manner. I know that there are plenty. You, you know, not a bully? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Who would ever accuse you of such a thing? <laughs> only you, mate. Only you. Only you and Jay. But, <laughs> it's not like there's like 200 podcast episodes that would care possibly <laughs> provide them with enough ammunition. Hey, man, what episode are could... we on? Can you figure that out, Jay? What episode are we on? Uh, yeah, I can let you know. Oh, okay, okay. Look, man. I know women have what they got. Women got to say what they got to say. Women going to get their word out. I think there are plenty of female-driven podcasts that make that, you know, well-known. And the crazy they thing They won't even let it, us have podcasts anymore because now if you're a dude talking on a podcast, somehow that's a mark of shame. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, a- three guys on a podcast, get a life or they get some bitches or – our mental, our mental health, our mental health means nothing yeah. to them. They, you would, you wouldn't say that to somebody if you see that, because even, even the worst podcasts out there, even the, even the, the most toxic podcasts out there, in one way or another, it's a venting session for those guys, and mm-hmm. that's no different than going to therapy. But because therapy falls into the social sciences, that's basically a liberal, it's a, it's a liberal driven course, and nine Damn. times out of ten. It's they want to be able to send their man to to this therapist session because they want to reprogram them to be more soy and more sissified. And it it, 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 never, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It may work for women, but I've, I've seen on countless occasions where it does not work for men. It just doesn't. Mm. Especially, I mean, it, it. When I say it doesn't work. It's only going to work. As for as much as you put the work into it too, but I've seen so many other things work for men versus therapy. I think men going into to lifting weights, men going into it's just better copes, and I'm I'm always going to advocate for other copes versus just going to therapy. I still think therapy to an extent is lazy, and I think not lazy in the sense of um, it's nothing, but it's mm. it's I've seen so many people going to therapy and the work was just they didn't do the work and the accountability was low bro the therapist Damn. you think they're like let me tell you something i know personal Damn. trainers man that, that no matter how much the money is like they, they could be getting good money i promise you personal trainer will cut you off 
if he doesn't see you sticking to the plan like he has you, he or she has you on that plan. If he tells you, hey, this needs to be your diet and I need to see you five times a week and then you into it for a month and he not seeing no results and then he looking at your your my fit pal he he checking your waist and he like man what's 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 going on well i'm not seeing no progress oh man well on the weekends you know i ain't just been doing one cheat meal i've been doing two and i've been drinking with my girl mm. so you bullshitting you wasting my time mm. i can't deal with you no more see a therapist ain't gonna tell you that shit therapist gonna be like hey come as long as you want baby because i'm gonna swipe that card every time <laughs> it's just the reality of it. And at the end of the day, like, what's really the metric? What the what's the therapist doing? I mean, especially, I mean, what he what he, he dialing back, dialing down your antidepressants, or like, what is he doing? It's just, at the end of the day, he's just like, every time you come, he's just hoping that the stories get a little better. Oh, oh, you you, you got a, you got a boyfriend now? Okay, cool. What's his name? All right, how old is he? How's it going? Yeah, okay, cool. All right. When we had that brief <laughs> conversation about my issue with therapists. Uh, and it was like touching upon the capitalism conversation. I feel like therapy is a, a therapy is one thing that even if it provides an immense amount of value, therapy is one profession that strictly exists with, because of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> and the main people that hate capitalism probably right at they don't. Right at they don't. Talk about I hate hmm. capitalism, but you had an ice cream truck, so you could buy ice cream. Because the idea that you got to pay somebody to to deal with your own thoughts is, is perplexing because what that says is that as a society, we failed somewhere where we haven't created enough individuals who one can be comfortable with their thoughts two can navigate their thoughts. And then three know how to then further channel their thought, their negative thoughts or emotions in a constructive way. I mean, it's, it's not like Batman isn't one of the biggest characters uh, in human history and in pop culture, obviously, where what does Batman do with this trauma? He just channels it as Batman. Now, you can make an argument that that's not a healthy way to channel the trauma, but he did find a way to channel the trauma. He went, he got yoked, uh, learned how to fight, learned how to become this master detective, and those are constructive ways in which he took the trauma of his childhood and made something out of it. So how are we not teaching uh, the youth of society of that? And why can't... Well, see, another thing that I challenge is, why can't... Why, why isn't being miserable okay? Because you would, you could look into some school, uh, philosophical schools of thought, and they would say that your being alive is a form of misery, and that's the point of it. You're supposed to be miserable. Just because you have money or you have resources doesn't hide the fact that the human experience, for the large part, is misery. And in Indian mythology, Indian culture, for example, Indian philosophy, that's the gist of of the whole point. It's like it's a miserable process, but if there's one thing you can take away from it is learning that everyone is connected to one another. And if you can even just accept that basic fundamental truth that we're all connected on a universal level, then you've done your then you've taken away everything you have need to take away from the human experience and then you can potentially break the cycle of rebirth so why are we always trying to solve problems why can't we just say that problems are there and okay i'm cool with it i'm okay being miserable because (laughs) guess what that that's that's life hey man if you can't be okay being miserable then you're not going to be able to take being happy either because it's only a matter of time before the happiness makes you miserable I mean, it's a train with no brakes, Wally. That's my point. All this is a, <laughs> it, it's a train with no brakes. So if you if you don't so you gotta think about it. You gotta learn how to get off at some point, jump, do something, jump and be, be prepared to break some bones if you have to, but hey, 
it is what it is. Man, it, it takes a true mm-hmm. stoic to be able to just sit there and embrace <laughs> that shit. I'm telling you, like that, and and, I'm, and you know, it's a it's a lot of people that don't like that school of thought because it is they they look mm-hmm. at it like, well, you just giving up. And it's like, no, man, I, I'm a control to control. No, giving up at all. I am going to control mm. the controllable. I ain't not. And I think that's why so many people are, I mean, look, those people are more miserable than the people that have been able to embrace misery based on the fact that it's like you constantly trying to control things that you can't control. Once you just relate, yeah. I, I tell Jay this all the time. A lot of these women out here today have uh, this state. They, they have to control everything. And the minute they 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 realize that they can't control everything. They struggle with relinquishing control, and it, the, that is probably one of the <laughs> hardest parts of the human experience right now, especially for millennials, to be able to just let go and let things be. I told one of my closest friends just the other day. I said, "Hey, I know you're paranoid about this and that, but the reality is, you're just gonna have to wait for it to fail. Just let it fail, mm. and when it fails." That way, you you can work from there. You start from there. Don't you? If you know it's gonna fail, it's cool. If it's gonna fail, it's gonna fail. But what happens if it doesn't fail? I tell I tell women all the time, accountability is not your strong suit. So let that man be a man because if it does fail, it's gonna be on him and it's on men to take accountability because women just don't do it. But to let that man be Damn. a man, you have to let him lead. And when you control, you lead. You either lead, you either lead directly, or you lead by proxy by giving out marching orders. Look, mm. a lot of women to hear that and just automatically take offense to that because you know that's what they programmed to do. But they also don't realize a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> they also don't realize a lot of them was programmed to not have to take accountability. They were raised in a world where accountability is unnecessary. Like you don't accountability. We literally just went through weeks and weeks of this fake outrage about reproductive rights. And anytime somebody basically came back to sum it up with a simple line is, well, you should be more responsible. It's like, Damn. Who, who are yeah. you to tell me? That's like the COVID and obesity conversation. Hey, man. <laughs> it, it, it's, akin to, it's akin to that. Look. Like, well, are you, are you going to take five vaccine shots or are you going to maybe cut calories and replace this meal with a salad because even to to be honest if you just replace one meal with a salad that may be enough to have a substantial impact on your life just one meal not trying to hear it they're not trying to hear it (laughs) because why it's going to take for them to be accountable for their poor dieting habits they don't want to have to do that so what do they do they try to get a, 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 a cheat code and see the people that were behind the whole covid thing they knew who to target they knew they knew what part of society was going to eat up that propaganda the most. They knew the part of society that was going to eat up the propaganda the most were either people that had a lot to lose, and when they, and they, they got to a point where they were coerced into basically getting the shot, and people that just were just that weren't going to look at the facts, and at one point realized, well, hey man, maybe if I just go outdoors some and get some physical activity in and get more active, I'll probably be good. Like it was these, it was the basic. Just looking, looking beneath what, because I told you, all the media is is a propaganda machine. 
Nine times out of ten, whatever they telling you, you gonna have to go past what they telling you and try to look. You gonna have to start cross referencing shit, looking at liberal media, looking at conservative yep. media. Like if you're not willing to do that, you're gonna be one of the useful idiots out here. That's you know, I hate to say it, you're probably suffering from long COVID right now because you wasn't able to look at the data and use common sense and 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 ask yourself, hmm. Well, I'm only 34 years old. The the only si- I had b- before COVID, I probably ain't been sick in a few years. Well, a real sickness. So it's like, what I'm gonna get vaccinated for? I mean, even and then and then based on the data I'm seeing, the shit kind of remind me of the flu. The flu been around for a hundred plus years. Once again, I'm 34, 35. I ain't never had the flu. So this mm. flu-like thing floating through the air right now. Why should I be scared of it if I've never even contracted anything like it? And I'm a healthy middle-aged woman or a middle-aged man. Like, just asking self-reflection, self-awareness, just being able to ask questions, being a critical thinker. And unfortunately, our public schools don't pump out a lot of those type of people. They just don't. It's a very individual journey. And if you think about any uh, philosophical schools or if you think about even religion, there are so many stories of just self journeys. You can make an argument that Jesus' story is one about self journey. Yeah, he may have disciples. Yeah, he may have healed and cured whoever he did. But you could even argue that's a very personal and a metaphor for an individual's journey throughout life. But see, now we're going to get into a conversation about whether the Bible is to be taken literally or as a metaphor for things. And that's going to be another shit show (laughs) (laughs) but it's a very personal thing and one of like i said one of the great failings of our society is not even necessarily climate pollution or any of that it's the fact that we haven't we have we haven't used any of the the resources to produce actual critical thinking human beings like us three are having this conversation right now in different parts of the United States of America at virtually little to no latency. And what, like, what's the whole point of having this technology if we're all just going to reiterate stuff that we see from viral tweets or if we all can't each bring our own unique worldview to the, to the equation or our own experiences? Like I said, we're not all trying to be relatable. Like I want different people around me because that's how I become more refined as a human being. If everyone is just saying and, and mirroring what I'm saying, then I've once again failed somewhere, miserably failed somewhere. You're just going to become stagnant. That's just like shit. Like even, you know, playing basketball. Yeah, I'm, but playing basketball, man, I hate to say it, man, but I, I I love the group of guys I play basketball with. But I get to those points where I'm like, bro, like I've been playing basketball with y'all for six months. I know who to put together and win. I, I put this group of guys, these five <laughs> guys together and we're going to beat y'all ass ten times. It's time to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I finally started doing that. I'm mm. like, damn, I lost a little skill because my game got stagnant playing with these same group of guys. I mean, iron sharpens That's iron it. on all levels. And that, once again, bring women into this. I think that's a that's a huge flaw with a lot of modern women. Clearly, clearly us as men, we're able to admit that. With a lot of women, they had they they've been around the same thought ass friend since the tenth grade, and it's probably time for you to let that one go, cause she ain't doing shit for you, <laughs> but keeping you stagnant. And when you come across a good man or a decent quality man, you don't even know it because you don't realize your thought ass friend was trying to get him before you, and she dropped the salt because she don't want you to get better. It'd be a lot of that shit going on in the female community. But it hey. behooves her to keep you stagnant because <laughs> keeping you stagnant shapes her self image. Oh yeah, and her sense of self worth. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she feels more powerful that she can keep you stagnant. And once again, oh, that's yeah. relationship power dynamics that once is a very uncomfortable conversation for people. But hey, all you got to do is observe your parents. You got to observe anyone. Go look, pick your favorite celebrity and just break down those relationship dynamics. It's always there. We haven't made people, in my opinion, we haven't made people capable of understanding human nature so it's kind of just like we all have this software and very few people know how to use it <laughs> which is shit, man. a great failing of society it's a great feeling failing of society because i i would forget society it's a cosmic failure to know that you, i think the statistic was that the odds of you being born a human are like one in 3.7 trillion those are the odds of us being born a human being. And the fundamental thing that makes us human is consciousness. So the idea that out of a 1 in 3.7 trillion chance of you being born a human, having consciousness, you are wasting it, is like, I think that's the most depre- one of the most depressing things. Amen. That potentially is the most depressing thing. One thing I'm not going to do for sure is try to make people, try to put people in a position where they need to make me happy or they need to make me comfortable mm. and shit like that. And I, I definitely think that's a huge problem today. You got so many people that once again are in these fringe groups that feel like they need to, they need to um, basically coach me how to speak to them and do this and that. And, you know, for the most part, I'm hearing y'all, but it'd probably be just better if y'all just get the fuck away from me. Stay away from me. <laughs> Leave me That's alone. Real. <laughs> That's know? as real as it gets. Yeah, we don't have to you get know, along. I know you exist. You know, I'm a I'm a peep you from afar, and I'm a, I'm going about my business. But I'm not here to I'm not here to make you happy. You're not here to make me happy. And you know, the people that we universally connect you to are make me happy to. even if you try to. <laughs> Especially you. Especially you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pray for you, man. Because I, I was having this conversation with somebody uh, and they were like, don't you want to get married? And I was like, no. They're like, do you have trust issues? I was like, yeah. I had trust issues at one point, but now nah, it's not even about trust. It's like, I don't think there's a woman who exists who can love me as much as I love myself. And that's an un- unhealthy level of expectation to, to set on the opposite sex. So unless there is a woman out there that to, to be able to love me as much as I love myself would entail you having to love yourself as much as you love yourself, which clearly I feel like is another great failing of society. Is it's that a fucking paradox? You know, Jesus, Jesus, very much, sir. So, it's it's going to be impossible for you to love me as much as you love yourself because hey. <laughs> there's not enough love to give. Hey, Kanye said something like that. <laughs> Kanye said something yeah. like that. Look, man, it's Real. always a, it's always a pleasure to have God on key, the nice cast in the what, building. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Look, I'm like, a men, I'm like a, a men in black at this point. Just call me K. Just reduce me to a single letter. <laughs> That's what I am. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Agent K. <laughs> but uh, man, everybody know, man. Like I wanted everybody to enjoy their summer. I've been cussed out on many occasions about not, you know, being consistent with the podcast. But the reality is, it's hot as shit out here. <laughs> is it hot? How is it in Tampa? What's the weather like? Is it it's beautiful? It's, it feels good. Nah, it's it's hot. It's hot. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. So I just want people to just you know for the most part 
understand that I'm trying to stay active. I got things going on in my personal life. And at the same time, you know, by the time I do what I got to do, I'll be exhausted. I want to lay down. So, um, and I, I know a lot of people, a lot of other people feel like that too. And with this economy and just the shit going on, I, I just don't, you know, feel I need to come on here talking about a bunch of nonsense that we talk about on a weekly basis while y'all motherfuckers trying to figure out where you're going to get your next meal or, you know, if I'm, fill- if I'm going to fill up my truck this week, yeah, there's got other stuff going on. And that's not everyone. No, I, I would argue that you not doing a podcast just out of obligation says that you actually respect the people who listen to the podcast. Uh, you That's know, how I'd interpret it. It's like because now when you record it, it actually means something. You it know, means that, like, I got something. Of, I got something of use to say to you all. I'm not just dancing every single day because that's what's expected of me. It, it, it's well, that I mean, simple, man. It's really that simple. Keep, so, um, you already know what this segment is going into words of advice before we close it out and i'm just thinking on top of my head uh since you since you are the guest I, i'm a, i'm a, i'm gonna let you go last so we don't put you on the spot and you don't have anything cool. to say so uh jay you take the cj go jay gonna mute his mic while <laughs> like don't come over here with that bullshit i mean i'm gonna keep it light i'm be honest i'm gonna keep it light hey man y'all already know i'm, I'm gonna keep it lighter <laughs> You gonna keep it lighter? Like a, okay. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it lighter than a black baby born to Caucasians. Oh man! Damn. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to Trey Young. <laughs> My words of advice are simply: there's no hope. Just <sighs> laugh to avoid from crying. It's a lot of people doing that anyway. It's a lot of people doing that. Damn. Hey, I'm going to just throw some financial advice out there for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the, one of the easiest ways to... your bonds. Bruh, straight... I mean, look, bro. One of the easiest ways to make sure you have money is to spend less money, bruh. Y'all, y'all gotta, y'all gotta reduce some of your spending habits and realize that 9.1% inflation is not a joke. Like I said earlier, man, shout out to all those farmers around the world that are protesting these egregious, the egregious things that they're being put through, you know, due to the fact that COVID restrictions came and just changed the fucking world. And you got the World Economic Forum basically trying to push their agenda through and so on and so forth. Look, man. Long story short, it's a shitstorm coming. So if you if you think that you finna just live your everyday life like ain't shit changed, and you finna go on trips to the Caribbean, trips to Jamaica, and you're not finna bite that bullet, I'm telling you right now, you're gonna regret that shit because it's it's a lot of bubbles about to burst. When I'm talking used car bubble, Damn. housing crash, crypto, you're seeing it, you're seeing the stock market. It's like just be patient, chill unlearn some of those bad spending habits and i guarantee you you're probably gonna be better off in the end but you know just let's 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 focus on on moving smarter in in 2022 because we still got some time left 2023 around the corner but we still got time left to to reshape the way we do things and uh i'm gonna pass the mic to you all right my words of advice are that if you truly care about empathy there's one thing fundamentally you have to acknowledge and that is that you are a shitty person 
if you can acknowledge that you are a shitty person or that you have been a shitty person at some point of your life. And even if you think you are the solution to everyone's problems, whether that be in your relationship, whether that be at work, whether that be anywhere, if you think you are God's gift, just acknowledge that you are a piece of shit, just like the rest of us. And once we all can acknowledge that we're pieces of shit, true empathy will come about and potentially the world can be course corrected. Otherwise, we're all doomed. And uh, like Jay said eloquently, there is no hope. So I'll I'll, I'll take the first step in acknowledging that uh, I am a shitty person. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, I I can if I want to relate to anyone, it's the people who can admit that they're shitty people. There you have it, folks. It doesn't get any That's more solid. honest. That's it doesn't solid. get any more honest than that. So I don't want to waste anybody's time here. As usual, thank you and you're welcome. You know exactly where you can find us. And <laughs> <laughs> once again, we appreciate you coming on. We gotta do this again. We'll, we'll, we'll you do know, this we again. should start a podcast, guys. <laughs> 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 I don't know why we. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, why we never man, I don't know. It, it's what a wild idea. It's 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 a concept. It's a concept. Uh, it is yeah, a concept. Yeah. yeah. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?